All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Isaac Yangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer, and we're back with another podcast. I'm back with my co-producer, Jackie. What's going on, Jackie? Hey, what's up? I'm back. Oh, wow. You sounded like uh, like Batman. I'm back. I'm back. So we're going to cover a multitude of stories this week. Uh, I think it's really cool to be talking about SpaceX right now. They just did an incredible feat of humanity, like one of the greatest accomplishments in humanity. Uh, I don't know if you personally watched it, but they were able to send astronauts from American soil into the International Space Station. And For the first time in 11 years? Yeah, yeah, it's been a, a crazy amount of time. And this is the start of a, like the evolution towards a new space race. So I think it's really amazing. and. Uh, I'm just geeking out about it. We're also going to be talking about the state of smartwatches. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think they're becoming more important than ever. And I found a few articles um, that show like how Fitbit is growing. You know, the Apple Watch Series Six. And if you didn't know, Oppo just released a brand new watch. I think it's really, really interesting. And the last story is that we're going to be talking about whether individuals should put their social media names on their visas and their and their permanent records so those are going to be the stories i'm going to be talking about what are you going to be talking about yourself yeah so i'm going to be talking about a little throwback with segas uh sega is a you know a very retro name for games and they're celebrating 50th anniversaries and so they're releasing a little uh what they call a game gear micro uh basically like an emulator Mm-hmm. Uh, fit into these little cases to make it more retro and of course the screen will have 32 bits and mm-hmm. uh, each consoles uh, will have different colors and each one will have four different games preloaded mm-hmm. that's one uh, talking about social media um, I found that Facebook is making it easier to both delete your embarrassing old posts oh really <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you don't have to like remove it and then it refresh and you go way back down and remove it. So that's another one. And I'm also going to be talking about smartwatches. Oh, really? But I'm on the higher end of Hublo. Hublo is essentially another luxury watch trying to tap into the smartwatch world uh, mm-hmm. because there's not a huge market for analog watch anymore. So. Mm-hmm. And they make their own smartwatch. We'll see how they compare. Okay. All right. For sure. A lot of talk about watches in this podcast. Uh, Jackie is a big watch collector. I myself have two watches. And uh, yeah, so it, it really is interesting because it's like the most unobscure thing that you could wear. Uh, you can really match it up with a lot of things. So be very expensive too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really crazy, man. Like, how does this thing get so overpriced sometimes? But then you look at the amount of engineering and precision that has parts. to go into this. Yeah, it's, it's really insane. So, I mean, we can talk about that as we talk about smartwatches. But I, actually, let's make that the first story. So what, what's your first story? All right. So as I mentioned, Hublot, it is one of the watch brands uh, that many watch enthusiasts may know. Uh-huh. They are a brand that uh, took their popularities up in, during the industrial uh, era mm-hmm. with the model called Big Bang. 
So essentially, it's a very industrial-looking watch, along with uh, Adamor PK, PK uh, mm -hmm. that is AP, that a lot of rappers talk about, or mm -hmm. Patek Philippe. Um, that's also another watch that is very popular within the steel-looking mm -hmm. industrial-era watch. So, uh, but that's not about those, but Hublot is trying to make a smartwatch mm -hmm. for, to compete in the world essentially and they're essentially making their model big bang mm -hmm. into a smartwatch which will cost 500 no five thousand eight hundred dollars oh that's not too bad right like in the, in the watch world that's that's there's definitely like rolexes and ap's that are you know starting off at 10k right so do you feel like that's a pretty decent starting price um for the price i well, if I were to get a regular Big Bang, I would say that that is a pretty much a low end of uh, mm -hmm. watches uh, in terms of luxury. But we're talking about smart watches here, people. Yeah. Smart watches that will be this watch will be sporting a Snapdragon Wear 3100 mm -hmm. processors, one gig of RAM, and eight gig of storage, and 300 milliamp battery. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like for the cost of technology nowadays you can get many tech parts for so mm -hmm. cheap yeah um like we said you know in analog watch there's so many intricate parts that you have to finally engineer make sure everything works together mm -hmm. but i feel like for smart watches you just kind of put the tech together um you know of course there's a lot of companies that will do that for you and essentially just slap it on yeah the watch case Mm -hmm. So I don't see how $5,000 will be justifiable for me. Yeah. Do you feel like they're relying on the name? Because that's what it sounds like to me. They're, like, oh, we've seen 100%. this, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we've seen this with the first Apple Watch where there was like a 10K watch. Like I don't, I don't know a single person that bought that. Well, I'm, we don't have those type of friends. But like even then it's a first generation product it's it's obviously not gonna be very good right and kind of pricey yeah but it will be sporting titanium in mm. the case and yeah. the bezel will be sporting a black ceramic yeah uh so i feel like at this point we can get the same specs you know, yeah. on an Apple Watch or Samsung, yeah, uh, and still essentially get the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I should mention that they are running Wear OS, though mm -hmm. I don't know Watch OS is. I'm yeah. guessing that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. So yeah, I just can't really, really justify it, you know, because I can buy an Apple Watch for mm -hmm. a, well, what three hundred to five hundred range. Yeah. And I feel like I could use the same. I still have the same usage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, they're relying on the name, but they should they should at least give the user some sort of decent software experience. So I hope with the money that they have, they hired some really good user interface. They hired not user interfaces, uh, like project managers and individuals who really understand user experience, and yeah. they don't just you know slap in whatever you know, Alibaba uses for their <laughs> Wear OS in order to make like the product at least someone have decent, right? Because if you're like 
spending $5,800 on a watch, don't you want something that at least half works, right? Right. Even if it's just for the flex, right? Like, oh, I have a $5,800 smartwatch. Yeah. (laughs) What do you have? What do you have? Uh, I have a G-Shock, man. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I feel like for a lot of people, if you have the, you know, uh, expendable income, sure, Mm -hmm. go ahead. But for me, I wouldn't go. I cannot justify for the price of it, especially it's a smartwatch, because Mm -hmm. when you spend that much amount of money, I would want to watch to last at least 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's a watches that obviously you will get to a watchmaker to have them take care of it, to service it and whatnot. But how are they going to keep you have the same new watch for the technology? Yeah. Just have I, those on? Yeah. I feel like they're trying to mix two worlds that, you know, move at different paces because we get our technology refurbished every single year while watches are very difficult to innovate just from what I keep on seeing. Like, like you said, you have to wait or you want a watch to last for at least 10 years. Like that's a, that's a hundred percent difference, right? Like Mm -hmm. what are they going to do with the software? Are they going to keep the software experience the same? People are going to get bored. I mean, people get bored within like three months of a software update, then they want something new. And I guess that's, the advantage of a smartwatch are always so, going to get something new and the appeal of just an analog watch is that you know it retains its value and it's like a piece of art like like you're supposed to be appreciated over time i i think they're they're just a little bit too much reliance on the name and they really have to get some you know good user experience and software going on in here to to make yeah. it because right now it just sounds like reliance on the name and and we know how that goes right like it didn't work for apple so yeah i mean though this is not the first uh high-end company that is trying to make a smart watch but mm-hmm. um yeah it's just that i guess you can you know change up the watch dial every so often if you get bored of it i get that yeah. so yeah it's all come down to the tech how much does it last how how reliable is it mm-hmm. And yeah, if you have the money and you know buy one, it's good for you, I guess. Yeah, know? good for you, bro. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. I mean, if you can blow five thousand eight hundred dollars on a watch, then good yeah. for you. Oh, uh, and I should mention that a lot of people buy a watch for the investment. Yeah. How would this turn out? Yeah, I think you know I'll give it like three generations before they decide whether or not to keep on going. Because, again, there are two industries that move at different paces. Uh, but speaking of, uh, what did you say it was running on? Color OS? or Wear OS. Wear OS. So let's just transition to, like, actual companies that are just solely focused on smartwatches. Because due to the pandemic, like, everybody is trying to focus more on their health. And... Oppo, you know the Oppo phone, right? Like it yes. got really, really good reviews and people were like, oh, this is like a pretty good product. It feels like Oppo, the cell phone company, is taking the place of OnePlus. Like, like what do you think about OnePlus now? They seem like they were, you know, the the underdog, the budget phone. Yeah. And now with their latest smartphone, they're really none of that, right? Like they're a huge 
cell phone company now. Yeah, I mean, OnePlus was like one of those very prestigious market. You know, you have mm -hmm. to get invited to, so you can buy it. But now everyone can buy it. And yeah, like you said, it's the price-wise, it's not that much of a difference. Uh, essentially, you're still paying for the name mm -hmm. and brand. So in terms of Oppo, uh, they're creeping up there. And yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they were, you know, battling between all the other underdog phones like Huawei yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, to see that they keep going, that's very good for them. Yeah. There was, so they decided to make a smartwatch. And uh, hold on, let me send you the, the friggin' article because it looks exactly like an Apple Watch to like the core. And the only thing that I see, like even the back looks exactly like an Apple Watch. It's gonna be 46 millimeters. It's gonna be, it's, it has shrunken bezels and it has like curved edges. It's gonna be 326 PPI. Uh, so the screen is gonna be really, really nice. Uh, there is no crown on this. And that's like the only difference uh, in its subtlety, right? There's no, the Apple Watch has a crown and this one doesn't. And in addition to that, it's gonna be running Android 8.1 and they're gonna be running Color OS on this thing. It's only gonna have two buttons and it's gonna start at $215, but it looks exactly like the Apple Watch. And then I was, as I was digging through um, both the Apple Watch and Fitbit are trying to find a way to detect like COVID-19 in people's bodies. So it just, it just feels like the smartwatch is finding its pace, right? Like mm -hmm. when, when smartwatches were first being released, do you remember the Pebble? Um, no, no, actually. It was, it was literally like, whoa, like we can make a smartwatch that does, you know, certain things right not to the point that we are right now but it can track your steps it can sleep with you it can track your sleep pattern i believe and now we get to this to the point where you know it's able to detect certain diseases and it's going to be it, it just seems like smartwatches are finally finding their pace right because a lot of these are going to say that they're going to be able to calculate bpm your heart rate the mm -hmm. blood oxygen levels, the new the new Apple Watch Series Six says it's going to be do be able to do sleep tracking, and it's going to be able to check for people's anxiety. So oh. yeah, so like the smartwatch game, like just pure smartwatches, feel like they're finally finding their rhythm, right? Like the first time that you use an iPhone, like. What did you think about it? Or like a, the first time you used a smartwatch or smartphone, like what, what were your initial thoughts about a smartphone? Yeah, I was like, um, I don't have a keyboard, like tactile. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit weird. I was just like, ah, oh, this ain't gonna catch on. This touchscreen gonna fail because at the time, touchscreen was not great. Yeah. People were still using stylus uh, as a touch point. So. Mm -hmm you know, transfer that to watch, I'm just like, that's stupid. Why would you have to charge a watch every yeah. single night? Mm -hmm. That only tells you time. Yeah. So to see that they're improving on such 
um, innovation, uh, which is yeah. great for a lot of people because some people may want to need it, mm -hmm. uh, those functionality. But man, that Apple Watch, it looks it's dude, so similar, even down to the band. Yeah, but oh man, it just I thought it was like, are they reviewing the right watch? It looks <laughs> exactly, I, I mean. You know, good artists copy, great artists steal, and I guess that's what they're doing. I'm surprised there's not like class action lawsuit by Apple for copying the design. There's no crown. There's no crown. <laughs> but I think the difference here is it's very little. Like you really have to stare at it, and even then, most people are going to be like, "Oh, nice Apple Watch." Yeah, uh, until you mentioned the crown, I, I wasn't mm -hmm. seeing it, and I was like, "Man, does that look similar?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently they're um, yeah. gonna try to remove the crown this year, but that's just like a rumor, and like nobody, nobody knows, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, you want to go on to the next story? Yeah. So let's go back to gaming, uh, mm -hmm. childhood gaming. If you remember Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, uh, made famous by Sega, the company. Mm -hmm. So this year they're celebrating their fiftieth anniversary. And so they're essentially making four different consoles uh, called Game Gear Micro. It's essentially mm -hmm. a small little emulator that has, you know, a retro feel to it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's four colors, black, blue, yellow, and red. But each one will come with different games, four different games on each. So um, this will either run over batteries uh, two AAA batteries, or you can charge over USB. Mm -hmm. uh, if you buy the pack of four, then you will get a little magnifying glass, you know, like all those the Game Boy yeah. accessories. So you get that as a packet. However, uh, these are pre-order only for now. Uh, I believe mm -hmm. you can get it on Amazon or on Amazon Japan. So you can pre-order them. And so each one costs about, let's see, each one costs about 75, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm what? looking at them. And yeah. man, are they, they're relying so heavy on Sonic right now. It's just, <laughs> it's just like the first two are Sonic. And they, they definitely make it, you know, noticeable within the screen. You know, I, I don't remember if I played like the original sega ever i can't recall i feel like i did but i don't remember but like I, you know there's emulators and stuff and they like sell them on certain shops and in the arcades mm -hmm. but it feels or like we, yeah yeah it feels like sonic he hasn't had his own stand up i i just got back into gaming like you know bought a bought a video game and stuff in a, in a really long time and like looking at the history, it just seems like Sonic has kind of just been left behind, right? Like when when was the last great Sonic title? Oh, great Sonic title. That's that's a stretch. Yeah. Like yeah, what, when was it? Like I, I can't remember. Nobody ever talks about it. Like yeah, when... I remember one Sonic game uh -huh. um, where they tried to make him fall in love with a human, basically. And what? That didn't quite work out. Oh, that's the Xbox One. Yeah. Oh my God. What was it? What was it called? I I just remember it was on Xbox, 
and uh yeah that's <laughs> that was weird <laughs> yeah because he's a little blue hedgehog with a uh, giant eyes yeah i mean i think this is really cool there's definitely a market for this but where do they take it from here like where where do you take it from there like is sega gonna release a new console are they gonna bring out a new game what, right. what is their strategy here yeah, and I'm, I I just want to tell you, if you're willing to drop two hundred fifty dollars, wait, for a pack of four, oh essentially these fours, uh-huh. then you will get the magnifying class. But uh-huh. I mean, again, it's still fifty dollars each for four mm-hmm. games. I don't think that's a very mm-hmm. good price, though. Yeah, you know, like you said, there's a market for it, and definitely a collector item in the future. Mm, yeah. Yeah, these are definitely collector items. The screens look really good. Like, they definitely improved a lot. And yeah, even yep. for running 32-bit game, um, I should be expecting it very good, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the tank we have nowadays. Yeah. You know, putting it in such a small form factor shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. I think there's another emulator. I forgot what it was called. The Soldier Boy? The Soldier Boy. The Soldier Boy... <laughs> Yeah, the Soldier Boy. The, uh, yeah, the Soldier Boy. Definitely. I don't think that one's illegal, though. <laughs> yeah, the the Soldier Boy we do not promote on this, on this podcast. But the, definitely the Soldier Boy ran this. But there was another, like, emulator that runs, like, all the games from the, P- from the Game Boy and the Sega. And I think... I think it's like a hundred dollars, but I think that's that looks like a bad. bad. Yeah, that's, I mean you're running a lot more games. You're gonna get four, but then again you get like the actual license one. It's not a ROM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which one would you buy. Like I'm looking at the. Why didn't they just put all the Sonic games into one? I feel like some of these are gonna sell better than others. Oh, for sure. Like especially if you have not played, let's say, Shining Force. I haven't heard of those, so. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be getting the yellow one, even though it looks cool. Yeah. But I, I, I have no idea what those games are. Yeah. yeah so I don't definitely know, the black is. one and the blue one, because, you know, Sonics. Yeah. Hmm. What was another great Sega title? It was Sonic. What was, what's another one? Um, See, we can't, yeah, we can't think of any. Like, Sonic is literally their most popular. Let me search this up. Yeah, because I know that, um, yeah, Mega Man had a oh, comeback yeah, yeah. Uh, lately. But I don't think it's Sega, though. So, no, I thought it was Banda, Bandai. Bandai, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I really don't know how Sega going to kind of survive in uh-huh. a way. But I, I do hope for new titles not just revamp sonic you know yeah hopefully they can do something more mm-hmm. oh okay castlevania is like one of the more popular ones yes do i sound super loud no oh okay oh yeah sonic sonic is one of the more popular ones did they do yakuza i feel like they did yakuza Okay, give me a second. Okay, sorry. <laughs> minor <laughs> minor interruption. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Actually, Sega did 
Yakuza series. Mm. So that's a very popular title. Oh, didn't they bring that back to like the Xbox or something? Yeah, they did. And it's a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually watched a video about that. It got like censored like everywhere because it's very hardcore. Like it just got with the graphics and everything. Ooh. It's just like, whoa, what the heck? I mean, it's cool. It's definitely for a certain a certain uh, amount of people. But I think, you know, like certain Sega titles definitely deserve a little bit more care, right? Not just, I don't think they should just be thrown out there. They should do what like Nintendo does. Because what yeah. do you think about with like the most popular characters, right? Like you think Mario, Sonic, like Crash Bandicoot, maybe Sometime, Halo? Yeah, sometimes Mega Man. Yeah, sometimes Mega shirt. Man. Um, what was that other one? Link? Le- no, it was on the arcade. It was uh, a Metal Slug. Like th- those are the ones that, that they're very familiar because they were all arcade games. Like if you went to the laundromats, you definitely Ooh, remember playing Me- those. Metal Slug was my childhood. Yeah, that, that that's, was fun. Yeah, that's. I'm surprised that's not on like the eShop for Switch. They should definitely bring that one back. Bring uh, it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should definitely take a little bit more care. I mean, would you buy a more modern Sega game? I would. Um, like console. Know. Like console. Like, oh, oh they're consoles. releasing. Consoles. Yeah. Mm, well, not really. Mm-hmm. Just because I know that um, how they're going to compete with Xbox Series One X or PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I've been I, thinking I just, about that. Yeah. Like the Switch is like right now, freaking pandemic. The Switch has gained so much popularity, and I'm surprised it's not the Xbox or the PlayStation 4, but it's like the the more like kiddish game, right? Like the one that's like Mario, clearly one of the biggest superstars in all of gaming. So is Link and Zelda. So is Donkey Kong, and like Pokemon. all these characters. Yeah, Pokemon. They're all like really, really popular. And it's not about like the frame rates or how fast something is triggered or the online play or hard, how hardcore it is. It's always like... It's the fun know, factor. Yeah, it's always like, you know, I don't have to be competitive here. Like I just really enjoy the game. There's always something unique about them. And like the art style, like Breath of the Wild, I'm looking at some videos and it's like, wow, this... I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it except Breath of the Wild art style. And I think there's definitely a lot more dedication from Nintendo because they own the product and the franchise to make it really, really good and polished as compared to like Sony and Xbox who, you know, they have their games, right? Like Kingdom Hearts, clearly one of the best PlayStation games. Uh, I actually haven't played that many Xbox games. <laughs> like, I only know Halo. What, what else is on Xbox? I don't know, actually. I, I know a lot of PS, uh, PlayStation exclusive games. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Year. Yeah, last year. That was, that was definitely a great game. But, like, to me, I think, Nintendo, I mean, Sega should definitely take, like, a look back and be like, shoot, we should release a console. I know, I mean, easier said than done, but... I think they definitely have that nostalgia factor and, and people remember like Sonic and Mega Man, except for me, apparently. 
five seconds ago. <laughs> but there, there definitely should take more time and not just release, you know, little emulators for like fifty bucks. I think I think they have the potential. Like they have that that uh like nostalgia feeling, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that sets up many childhood. Yeah. For many people. Yeah, like like we've all gone through there, and our generation's the one that's going into the workforce. So I think, like, even if they gave us something with like thirty games, like really well dedicated games, I think a lot of people would be happy. And I mean, just just a little bit more dedication on their side. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if they're not stuck in you know contracts to make games for PS4 <laughs> or Xbox, then yeah. Then definitely, you know, because Yakuza series, I think those are very big budget games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they definitely. I mean, I looked at the graphics; it's like a giant step up. Like you, you could not tell the di- you could tell the difference, but one of them is like pixelated, and the other one isn't. So yeah, yeah. All right, next story is uh, SpaceX. SpaceX launched the satellite, or they launched uh, two astronauts into space. Were you there? Did you watch it? I watched it live, actually. Oh, yeah, it me was, too. It was an incredible moment, for sure. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, there were two launches, right? One of them was aborted because of the weather. And mm-hmm. then the other one was, it went through, right? Shout out to Florida. Just yep. kidding. It's okay, it's okay. Um, yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, so... Um, I tuned in an hour before they were launching. I'm just like, oh, they're just sitting there, whatever. But uh, And then I came out an hour later. Man, was that very exciting. It's just like the moment of five, the countdown to five, four, yeah. three, two, one. And then you just start seeing jet fuse spewing everywhere, fire mm-hmm. everywhere. And the only thing that you could do is in awe and wonder and hope that nothing bad will happen. Oh, yeah. Right. I think I didn't realize how long it took for them to set up this freaking rocket. I, you know, in the movies, it's just like, get in there. All right. And set go. up. All right. Go. Five, four, three, two, one. Blast off. And here you're like five hours beforehand. You got to sit there and you got to wait for everything to be cleared. Yeah, it's not just the rocket itself. It's the weather. There's uh, everything else. Like uh, after the first engine broke off the uh, the main rocket, you know, it gotta come back to the ship and mm-hmm. gotta land safely. That's also another factor. Yeah. But man, was that cool? You know, like who have ever first engine come back to the ship? Yeah. Landed. Yeah. I. It seems so normal to. I mean, it's still amazing, but it's right now during that moment. I'm like, oh shit, they returned the the rocket came back and it landed. But like, I, I remember watching it when they first did that. Like, I remember the news the next day, where it's like SpaceX, like finally succeeds at building relaunchable rockets. Right. And there's so many failures, and that's like, whoa! Like they they've nailed it. Like they've they did it. Now it's pretty, like pretty common, right? Um, I'm not an engineer, so I mean, it takes a fuck ton of people, right? Like at the end of the day, like holy shit, like how how many people are can say that they that they saw something like this, or they say they worked on it? Oh yeah, like 
that is even like a lower amount of people like this this is the start of new of a new space race and it's crazy like we got to sit there and we got to watch it through the internet and like what is happening yeah can can we talk about the capsule for a moment they went from nasa with uh, tons of switches Mm -hmm. to all touch screens all right oh yeah huh that's i was like one of the comments from the astronaut they were commenting on how the fact that the spacesuits actually work with touch screens. I didn't know that. I was like, wait, what do you mean you don't have touch screens? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, I thought a touch screen would be discouraged because, you know, there could be mm-hmm. so many points of failures like, oh, screen's mm-hmm. not responding or it wouldn't recognize me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's why people would prefer physical switches. Mm-hmm. But nope. Elon was like, nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. Tesla all the way, baby. Yeah. And I mean, on top of building the rocket and the hardware, you also have to think about the software and all the things that could go wrong there. So I I feel like a lot of people give credit to Elon. And I mean, I think he's a great leader, but I I think it took a lot of people, right? Like, it wasn't just him. Yeah, it wasn't just him. I think he, he said that, right? It's like, if it's successful, it's because of everybody here. And if it, and if it fails, it's because of me. And I'm like, wow, that's so true. <laughs> like, yeah. this is all your money. You're putting everything into here. And, uh, you know, it might take five hours right now, but in like 50 years, I bet it'll take like an hour or so, right? And like, it'll be people, like just people with regular... Commercial flights. Yeah, like commercial flights. That's like, crazy. Yeah, it's like the airplane. It'll be, it'll feel exactly like that. And then YouTube showed me this video of them. Like, I wouldn't say, I think it, it's called like atmosphere flights or something. I'll link it down in the show notes. But essentially you go up to the, to the Earth's atmosphere and you travel with the rocket and a trip from like New York to Shanghai would be like half an hour, 45 minutes. And it's like, oh, so I think the SpaceX is definitely going to be very dominant in this field now, like the the whole aerospace field, because they mastered this one thing people said was impossible. Yeah, and especially, you know, this is the first launch for SpaceX and is a successful one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you got to give credit to NASA, too. They took mm-hmm. so many tries for us yeah. to get here. Yeah, they definitely funded a lot of money. I mean, the amount of money. I I feel like this is where all our taxes should go, right? Like, shouldn't it go to, like, exploration and stuff? And, uh, like, science? I don't know, but there should definitely be, like, a little bit more tax or taxpayer money going to stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I read that the spacesuit have its own functionality. So, you know... But how cool is a spacesuit? It's yeah. literally like from the future. Yeah. But yet we have it right now. Yeah, I was they thinking have, about that yeah. too. Yeah. They don't look ugly. They <laughs> they look like you could just slip into it like pajamas or something. It doesn't feel like you need like 3,000 things and like 10 people to get this thing set up and running. It's like, oh, you just, just slip it on. Just to make sure you can breathe and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, no, just slip it in, sleek. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to, I mean, it looks so thin. Like, it, it looks very, very thin, too. 
yeah, and it'll provide everything that the astronaut would need. So fans, mm -hmm. um, communications. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, no way. Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, it's actually fire resistant as well, if anything do go wrong. Oh, shoot. I didn't see, I thought the, there was like some hole somewhere and then you plug it into like a canister of air or is the suit just to go up or it's not for like actually being in space, right? I don't think it's for spacewalk, uh, but I think uh -huh. it's only for the Endeavor um, capsules mm. only because uh, they okay, have okay. harnesses that, you know, specifically for the chair and all yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, okay. So I guess that's another, like another iteration or we probably just add a layer on top of that to, to like make it work. But I mean, I think that's the coolest part. Like they, they did everything and hopefully in like 50 years, everybody will go to the moon except the flat earthers, you know, <laughs> there is no moon. There is no there moon. Is, it's it's just a paper. Oh yeah. It's a hologram. Mars don't exist. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what's your, what's your next story? My next and last story is, Take it back to Facebook. Yikes. Remember when you were 12, you thought of this post. Great idea. If you don't share this, the monster will show up at your bed at 12 midnight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you share it on your wall, share it to your feed. Sometimes you write some stupid thoughts that you had on there. Yeah. But now you can delete them all at once. Really? That is Facebook new features. And I just want to say, why didn't they do this sooner? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Do people write on on each other's walls still? Um, Is that a thing? Kids, maybe oh. older people. Really? I don't feel like. I feel like that stopped a really long time ago. Yeah. So I, I guess maybe that's why people stop posting. So it's like, hey, maybe it's time to like delete all the embarrassing things that you said. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember going through my Facebook as like, okay, these are embarrassing. Let me delete those. So I have mm -hmm. to go through each post, click delete, and then it would refresh, and then I have to go back all the way down again. Yikes. Stuff like that. So, but yeah, right now, you know, you can just, you know, hold to select all whatever, and then just mm -hmm. delete whatever you want. You know, yeah. that doesn't sound like new tech, but that <laughs> is new tech to them. Yikes. Well, people are leaving like, Facebook, right? Yeah, but I'm still on there just for the chatting messenger. For the memes. Yeah. So I I'm actually don't go on to see the wall or anything. Yeah. I'm surprised there isn't like a meme app, like meme community or something. But yeah, there's no meme community. Or like <laughs> solely dedicated meme app. I don't know. It'd be like Instagram. Oh, wait, that is Instagram. Instagram is just memes. Memes and pictures. Memes and pictures, yeah. Yeah. I was watching this video the other day where this doc, doc, do you know who Dr. Mike is? No. Wait, I think so. Isn't that that one handsome doctor? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, the most handsome doctor on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he was reading through these memes like these quote unquote health tips. And it's like, if you eat a banana, it'll boost your immune system. And if you eat an avocado, it'll boost your immune system. I've learned a lot from that guy. Like his anger during that video is like, what do you mean when you're saying this? I think there's <laughs> one where it's like a papaya 
and papaya. I think it's a watermelon. It's some some like fruit, right? And the papaya is the one that gives you like, you know, a little bit too much hair on the side, like facial hair. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know what that meant, right? So I guess they're saying that if you eat papaya, you get facial hair on the sides. And with this other fruit, I'll link the video down below too. You don't get it, but the but the um, but the meme is so like, what do you mean by this? <laughs> and he was so mad at it um, that I don't know. It was hilarious. It 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 just shows like if it looks somewhat scientific or somewhat clean, people will believe it, right? Like yeah. when it comes to the design. Okay, so the file stops right there. I'm really sorry about the technical difficulties. But again, make sure to check out the other podcast and listen in. Again, sorry about it. I don't know what happened. I've been trying to look for the solution. But again, make sure to check out my Twitter and my YouTube. And like, comment, and subscribe. And make sure to follow me on Spotify and the rest of the podcast formats. At the end of the day, I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Asuki Hangos, and I'll catch you in the next one.